everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. We are back for two weeks in a row. I can't Woo-hoo! believe it. Uh, we're it's getting a consistent again. It's officially a streak now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you hadn't listened, that was a reference to um, we took two weeks off, um, and then we were one week on before that, and then a week off before that because of a lot of different stuff that we had going on. So we've been a little bit inconsistent. We're trying to get back to our regular schedule here with you guys. So um, anyway, welcome back for another episode. Today is Tuesday, June 25th. Um, I am Brent Smith. And always, I'm joined by Michael Miller and Pastor Daniel Yelverton. Yes. Um, and today we have a couple of special guests with us. We have Bobby and Brittany Hibbs. They're joining us today. Say hello if you would so people can hear your voices. Hello. Yes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, They're here. Yeah. So um, similar to our friend um, Jerry Cook that was on here a while ago, Bobby and Brittany live a, a large portion of their life on mission. So um, if you guys would real quick, just kind of tell us uh, what it is that you guys do and what your guys' lives consist of right now. No, I guess 12 and a half years ago that we packed up our stuff. We felt a calling that we were supposed to go to El Salvador, and we are excited about it. And honestly, we didn't realize what we were getting into. And then actually <laughs> once we got on the mission field, we actually realized this is going to be tougher than we thought it was going to be. Um, selling our house and leaving our family was actually easy, but actually getting there and seeing reality, it was hard. And that's what actually gave us just a bigger passion, just seeing the violence and just uh, – just the hopelessness in the youth. And that's when we decided to start a youth ministry. Yeah, just we felt like God really broke our hearts for what broke his, seeing the youth um, lost without hope. And uh, so we began a ministry, Love and Hope Youth Ministry. And through God's grace, um, we are reaching out to at-risk youth in El Salvador. And Mm. as Bobby said, been there for the past 12 and a half years. Yeah, Mm. that's awesome. So, um, if you guys, you know, if anybody wants to um, to give to you guys or to help your ministry, is there anywhere that they can go um, specifically set up besides just giving here? I know that we here at Elevation Church, we have um, um, a specific tithing section of our, our push pay app. Or if they give here, they can just kind of give to the giving station to denote that they want it to go to you guys. Is there anything else that you guys have set up that they can go to learn more about who you guys are, what you do, and how to give? Yes, um, they can check out our website. It's really easy. It's www.loveandhopeyouthministry.com. And um, on the website, they can learn more about our ministry, see our mission, vision, values, what all we do. And there's also a donate page on there where they can learn more about donating online, become monthly partners with us, or um, if they prefer um, through the mail, then that information is on there as well. Okay. So what are... um just to give them, uh, our listeners just a little bit more about your guys' ministry, uh, obviously you guys are targeting the youth in El Salvador. It's a very dangerous place to be, a uh, dangerous place to live. Uh, I know the murder rate is, is one of the highest in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, also um, you guys are uh, s- tackling some of the issues, not just violence, but illiteracy and different things like that that you guys are facing with the youth. So what are some of the things that you guys are doing to just kind of minister to the youth and meet the needs in the area around you guys? Yeah, our passion is always to have a safe place to get the kids off the streets and just where they can come in and, and hear the Word of God. So some of the things we do at our church, we have a, we have our Saturday youth service where our church is a little different. Um, there's a lot of rules in, in El Salvador, and we just welcome the kids in as they are, and it's just a place that we're, we just love on them and we do discipleship groups on Mondays, and then on Wednesdays we do a thirsty service where we just do debates and, and videos and and answer their questions. So those are our services. That is and we, cool. 
Wow. Yeah. I'd like to see that. That sounds awesome. We give them a um, scenario. So, for example, it might say uh, Juan is 17 years old and he is recently um, been he comes and talks to you and he's been watching pornography on the internet and he shares that with you. Um, he's a believer in Christ. Um, what kind of advice would you give one? And so they're split up into groups and they have to get into the word and they have to prepare, um, what kind of advice they would give their friend. Then each group has to send a representative to the front and they have three minutes to present their, um, what they prepared and then we choose a winner who of course gets a prize which is always food because that's the love language of teenagers (laughs) 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 so um that gets them in the word that gives them real life application we give them real life scenarios um the word tells us that we need to be prepared to give an answer at all times and um that just um just helps them and, and they loved doing that. I think the debates is one of their more favorite things that, yeah, that we I do. I think too we're willing to hit a lot of the tough topics like a big topic in El Salvador is tattoos and they're a big no-no and in El Salvador it's considered a sin if you have tattoos so we're even willing just to hit these big issues with our kids just to put the truth out there with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd be in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> We also do classes um, through the week, as you uh, talked about with uh, literacy classes. We realize that there's a huge literacy problem, in a, particularly in our neighborhood, uh, in our in our town. And so we offer literacy classes, which have been very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, also leveling classes. Those are for uh, teenagers and young adults who have dropped out of school. Because what do you do when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, and maybe you dropped out in the second or third grade. Not like you're going to go back to school at that age, and they don't have the same programs there that they do here. So we work with the Ministry of Education to get them caught up in their studies. Um, And then we also offer English classes and art classes, music classes, that sort of thing. Um, As as Bobby said, we want to create a safe environment for them where they can come and, um, and feel safe, but then also learn a new skill or um, something that makes them feel better about themselves. Because when you start to learn how, for example, to play an instrument or you learn um, that you have a a gift or talent in drawing or painting, then you start to feel better about yourself. And you think, wow, you know, when my, maybe my father or my mother told me that I was good for nothing and that I would never be anything in life, but look, I have a talent and God's word is true that says that he gave me gifts and talents and there's a purpose for me. And so that's um, helping them to discover um, their purpose, their gifts, their talents, and to feel better about themselves. And then also just a productive use of their time as well. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like you're giving them identity. Yes. Like not, they get an identity in, in Christ and they get to see, you know, what God has given them. That's pretty awesome. Mm. Thank you. Wow. So one question I have for you guys is, um, I know that the enemy, cause you guys, it sounds like you're doing some very good stuff over there. And I know that the enemy hates that. Yes, so, he um, <laughs> he is constantly trying to find ways to, um, to fight against that. So is there anything that you guys are facing right now that you could really use prayer for? Um, I mean, everybody out there listening, if you would be praying for their ministry anyway, sure. um, but is there anything specifically that you guys are challenged with right now that you could really use prayer for? Well, I think it's hard to to <laughs> limit that down to one. <laughs> sure. Um, wow. I guess one of the big things is we have a, a pretty big case going on in El Salvador. I can't share a lot of the stuff but we have a 
huge case that's going down in El Salvador, and uh, it's kind of a, a safety thing for us. But I guess that is one of our big things is that to protect us through that and that we have a lot of work to do with our kids, um, a lot of cleanup work to do with our kids. So I guess that is one of our 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 big prayer requests for our safety and just the cleanup work that we have to do that will go along with all this. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, um, guys, I wanted to tell you real quick, if you're listening, um, two different things we have going on here today. One is we have five people instead of three. So we've got the volume cranked up a little bit just to make sure that we're all good and everything's audible. But two, because it's now summertime, it gets a little warm in our studio here. (laughs) So we have a fan going. So if you're hearing fuzz in the background, that's actually not fuzz in the audio. That's just our fan running to keep us cooled off uh, so that we don't overheat in the room while we're in here. But, um, Guys, thank you for joining us today. Thank um, you for having us. Absolutely. We're really happy to have you guys here with us. Anytime that we can get somebody to come join in the conversation, it's awesome. But especially to get people who are living a life on mission and really doing the work like you guys are, it's great to have you guys come in and join the conversation and get your insights um, as we get into the chapter of the day. Thank so you. thank you for coming. Um, so guys, as, as I uh, just spoke about the chapter today, today's chapter is Ephesians 3. Um, so we will go ahead and get into our reading of that, and um, we're going to use the Dwell app as we always do. So we'll go ahead and uh, pause for the Dwell app to read your reading for you, and we'll come right back and get into the conversation. So this is Ephesians 3 from the Dwell app. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. Assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you. How the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, 
that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. All right, so that is Ephesians 3 from the Dwell app. Um, and I know that that is in the ESV version. Um, I just happen to see you guys have your Bibles out here. I think typically we'll either read during the podcast on our phone or whatever. What kind of, uh, what version do you guys prefer? Uh, yeah, I just have the NIV study Bible. NIV? Um, yeah, I have the Holman Christian, but just we don't have a preference necessarily. So. How, okay. how often do you guys actually study with the Spanish Bible? Like when you when you do your personal reading at this point, having been there for twelve years, uh-huh. you know what what do you study out of? We study out of the the English, the English Bible okay. for personal um, study for gotcha. the English. But when we're preparing, like when Bobby's prepping yeah. for his sermons, he does looks at the English and then he compares it to multiple versions in Spanish okay. um, because just to make sure because things sometimes get lost in translation, obviously. Yeah, sure. And sure. so. Just for some of the key words that I want to use, I have to check the translation and make sure it's the same, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. And same when I'm prepping a discipleship group on Monday or something, then I will have a bilingual Bible, and so I'll I'll go to that. Yeah. Smart. And in El Salvador, we actually use a lot of the, I think in English, it's the New Living Translation, just because it's easy for our kids to understand that version. Daniel likes that, yeah. I yeah, love the NLT. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel's a big NLT person. We uh, we will read for um, staff meetings and stuff like that. And I think usually all of us have ESV, and then Daniel starts reading, and I'm always like, "Wait a minute, what? Oh, oh, okay, you're like, oh, that's right." You're he probably doesn't. thinking, like, "This is so much better." <laughs> you're like, you know, I'm glad we mentioned that because just a real quick thing on that: there are three types of Bibles. You have word for word, you have thought for thought, and you have um, like a paraphrase. So. A word for word, like an ESV, the English Standard Version, um, the the Holtman Christian Standard Bible. <laughs> like a lot of times when you find like the word standard in it, a lot of times those types of Bibles are word for word. And then you have the, the thought for thought. And the New Living Translation is a really good example. The NIV is kind of in between word for word and thought for thought. The idea with those is to get the sentence right and make sure that the sentence makes sense but you might sacrifice a word to make sense out of it. Mm-hmm. But they're still trying to like keep the original thought. Now, a paraphrase, um, like the message, they may, they may lose even the original thought because, it, because sometimes they, make, they take some liberties that might apply to our culture more than their culture. So some of the interpretation has been done for you according to that author or those authors' like opinions and such. So 
I, I personally, I wouldn't call a, a paraphrase. I wouldn't call it a Bible. Mm-hmm. I would call it a really awesome study guide, a really good outline. Yeah. But I, and I actually, I'm not trying to poo-poo it because I read the mm-hmm. message a lot when I'm like walking and stuff, mm-hmm. listening to it. But yeah, I had to clarify that. I'm not like walking with a Bible in front of me, you know, <laughs> or, uh, or actually poo-pooing. Message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we need to talk about that, but that might happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we digress. All right. So anyway, long. anyway, I just sorry, I just saw you guys with your Bibles out, and I just thought it was an interesting question. Uh, the standard Bible that we use here at our church for Scripture and things on Sunday morning is typically ESV. So I just figured I'd see what you guys were looking at. Mm-hmm. So anyway, guys, uh, Ephesians three. After uh, hearing that reading, um, what do you guys want to go to? What stands out to you guys that uh, that you'd like to get into first and start the conversation with? I want to go to the end. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the, just that prayer. Oh, yeah. When I look at that prayer, I saw some really interesting things because, like when 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 we pray, I don't know. Sometimes I have a problem. Like I praise God first because I, I try to make sure I, I I talk to God with the right attitude. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like everybody else, I go into my list of gimme, gimme, gimme's. And a lot of times it's more, you know, it's not give me, but it's like bless Brent and, and bless Daniel. You know, it's, it's I'm praying for other people, but there are specific needs. But if you look at, at Paul's prayer here, it's, it's less specific, but it's very powerful. I mean, if you look at some of these key words, um, you know, he prays for power. He prays for, for Christ's dwelling in, in them. He, he prays for love, strength comprehension uh depth knowledge you know uh thinking um, more power i mean the things he prays for is not heal this person it's it's bigger you know what i mean and i think that the book of ephesians is 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 a bigger book it's it's more of an uh overview it's not written to a specific church it's written to a region and so what paul is doing here is he's he's giving a uh a big overview of the gospel, the intention of the gospel from the beginning of the time. So, like, like there is there was a mystery about what God was doing until Jesus was revealed and the Holy Spirit was given to uh, to the apostles. And so, like, Paul is is kind of going through some of this intentionality that God right. had from the beginning of time, uh, even like starting in Ephesians one with the, the poem that he has about like. Uh, how God predestined us, you know, and loved us and adopted us into his family and all of these amazing things that he's kind of laying out. But I think what's what's interesting about this prayer is that he is he's praying really that, that the gospel would become so alive in people that it would change the way they live. And so this is like a we did a linchpin last week when we talked about uh, in Galatians 2 about what like a pivotal part. And this prayer is kind of the linchpin into what Paul is going to do in the rest of this letter. Because in the first three chapters, he's really staging um, kind of the uh, what the gospel is, what, uh, what God has been doing, and what now what we have in Christ, how he's broken down all the hostility, how he's made one big family of all humanity. And then now, what does it mean to apply that? And so the application of that starts going into four, five, and six. Right. We start seeing from a church perspective what, what it looks like to apply, what it looks like to bring the gospel to our relationships, to our, our families, our uh, spousal relationships, our work relationships. Um, and then what it also means now that we know we're going to experience spiritual warfare, that there's evil within this world. And so there's a really... Paul does a really great job of kind of setting the story here about what he's trying to do in this 
uh, in this book. Uh, anyway, so I think that's I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that he's doing that because even though it sounds kind of general, he's really saying that if we get this, if we get how you know what we have in Christ and through the gospel, that and we allow that to inform our lives, that's going to change everything. It's going to change the church. It's going to change the world. It's going to change our relationships. Uh, it's going to change how we view ourselves, how we view other people, and how we view. I mean, if evil is against us, usually we'll, we'll say that in suffering, how we view suffering yeah. and how we view like the issues that we're facing. Well, and when you talk suffering, I guess he just mentions in like verse 13, so I ask you not to lose heart over what I'm suffering for you, which is your glory. We know that he's most likely imprisoned in Rome when he writes this. Okay, so he doesn't have a pity party for himself. Like, because the, the next thing, when he starts off this, this prayer, it's for this reason. So you kind of look back. So he's talking about the gospel and how he's even suffering for the gospel. He could have taken a pause there and said, poor me, Paul, you guys should pray for me because I'm having a tough time while I'm in prison. <laughs> and, you know, how many of us would do that? Right. I, 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 my hand's raised and you guys can't see it because you're listening. But, like, <laughs> yeah, if I was writing this and I'm in prison... My letter to people, I'm just being honest, would probably be less helpful to them and more like, guys, this really stinks. Man, I'm in prison. I shouldn't be here. This is stupid. And I'm suffering. Like, come see me. I'm sure he, he, he does do the come see me stuff. But, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, my prayer would not be, you know, about the gospel and unity and strength and power. <laughs> no, I'd be praying, help me. And, and I just appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that Paul is selfless instead of selfish here mm -hmm. that he takes adversity and he uses it to bless others. Yeah. I think a lot of our culture is me oriented and we can learn a lot just from the whole point of this prayer that it's about other people. Mm -hmm. he, he sends this circular letter that's not all about himself. It's about unity and it's about strength and it's about the gospel. And I think that's really cool that he does that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're somebody that, um, that wants that for your life. I think it just goes to show that you just need to to keep your head down figuratively and just really get in the word and focus every day on living this life because it's not, you know, I say this so many times I need to trademark it, trademark <laughs> it but it's, it's a process. Mm -hmm. Faith is a process. It's a walk. That's a journey that takes a long time to get there. And at this point, Paul's pretty far along in his journey to yeah. where his perspective has shifted to where he's not really me, me, me anymore at all. And if you want to get there, that's how you get there. You keep your head down. You stay in the word. You live this life, and you live it faithfully. And eventually, you're going to get there. But it's not going to be a, a switch getting flipped, typically. Yeah, people. He says that in Philippians, I think it's, I think it's in the first chapter, where he, he kind of wrestles with the whole how he is suffering and how it would be easier for him to die. Yeah. But he chooses to live yeah. very selflessly. He chooses to live for others. He chooses to live for God instead of just giving in to death, which mm. he could easily have done. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, obviously, I'm a Paul fan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are the things that stuck out to you guys in this chapter? Yeah. I think there's a, there were several things that stuck out to me, and one of the, the big things <clears throat> that God was reminding me about is where Paul said that I am just a servant to this to the gospel, and I am the one of the least, and... And when yeah. I read that, it was just Paul reminding himself of, I need God. That's what I took out of that is, mm. I need you. And I feel like in the church today that a lot of times, I, well, this is why I feel like a lot of times that we 
forget that we need God and we rely too much on on my talent and what I can do. And I think that, you know, we have to, it's, it's all about what God can do because honestly I can do nothing. I'm just a servant like yeah. Paul. Mm. Yeah. That's good. For me, when I first opened up the book of Ephesians and I was looking, the thing that immediately stood out is I had made a note in the margin and I don't know when, but <laughs> from verses 14 um, through the end of chapter 3 through 21, it said in the sidelines, the note it was prayer for ministry. Mm-hmm. And I think that as ministry leaders, as um, not just ministry leaders, but also um, fathers, leaders, spiritual leaders of families, mothers who are leading their children, I think that this prayer applies to all of us um and and this is what really our heart's desire should be for those that we are leading and we're all leading someone and so that definitely stood out to me and then particularly verse 20 um and that word all um for me word key there's a few key words that always stand out to me and i love the words all and always we're, we're often told um be careful using the words always or never um, however, when the text, when we're in the word of God, it's, it's the truth, it's truth. Right. Yeah. And so when God says always, he means always. And when he says all, he means all. And when he says never, he means never. And so I often will circle those words and just kind of take a moment and meditate on that. And so when I read that, it says not to him who's able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I was just thinking about that, like all, and what does that mean? And it's just beyond anything that I could ever imagine. And so that word just really stuck out to me and just really trying to grasp what that meant. Yeah. I think one of the things that <clears throat> that I really like is that um, it's kind of lost a little bit in the 7 through 13 where Paul's talking about, like, the riches of Christ and how, like, the, the hidden mystery of what God has been doing. Uh, but I love that he is God is is pointing to the church to show his wisdom to show his goodness to show his strength to says to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places and i kind of think that from the beginning of time god had this plan to reconcile all of humanity to himself we, we see that in ephesians 1 but that was not revealed to humanity or even to just the, like i guess the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places and so now we are kind of acting out God's master plan to not only uh, redeem and reconcile humanity through us, like because it's Christ working through us. Like Paul says, it's it's not longer I. We just did this in Galatians too. You know, it's it's not I that's living; it's Christ that's living through me. And through Christ, He is. We're in the process of reconciling humanity, and I love it because. We're here in, in Blanchester, Ohio. I don't know how I got here, but that was all part of God's <laughs> providence. Anyways, you all are in El Salvador, and you're we're worldwide, globally, working towards the same goal, the same mission. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just this – I see God, and sometimes we have broken images of God be, of being a father, but I see them as this really proud dad mm-hmm. You know that, that's looking at us and saying, yes, like pointing to us and saying – that's why, you know, I put my spirit in them. I work through them and look what's happening. Look what's taking place. And, and to me, that just like skyrockets the identity that I feel like I have in God and the glorious riches. 
and the incomparable love that I have. And, and so that's, I think, really great that Paul transitions into that prayer that we would begin to comprehend and understand that more and see that God is weaving and making an amazing story through the individuals that he has given his spirit in humanity. And, and so it encourages me, and it's, I get so excited when I get to hear your guys' stories, and even in the opportunities that I've had to go, uh, I've been to Uganda on a missions trip, and it just hit me when I was in Uganda as we were you know, going through a service and the Holy Spirit was moving. I was like, oh, wait, the Holy Spirit's moving back in like North Carolina where I live. Yeah, he's everywhere, you know, <laughs> and like it's just I, you don't always think about it all the time because some, we're very self-focused and we can be so like in the moment, in the present moment. But there is something globally, you know, throughout the entire spiritual realm and universe that God is doing and moving and present and active. And I think that that we get to be partakers of that is is just mind blowing for me. He's got the whole world in his hands, Daniel. <laughs> you know, we Sing should, it, Brent. We should make a song that has that. I think that would be a good song, you know? <laughs> so I feel like um, in seasons of your life, um, God will start speaking to you through different um, vessels, different um, avenues. Um, and something that he's been speaking to me um, in the last couple of weeks is just about how much, like kind of what you were talking about, Bobby, a minute ago, about how much we actually need him. Um, because operating on our own strength, our own abilities only gets us so far and it leads to burnout. And then that burnout makes us a less effective tool for the kingdom. Um, and so honestly, for me, I've been really busy for a while and I have kind of gotten a little bit dry because I haven't been able to spend as much time with him as I would like to. So, um, around the table, any of you guys, um, do you have any, I don't know, any tips for me and for anybody else listening, um, Ways to really get reimmersed in spending time with God. I have a thought. Yeah, <laughs> multitasking, and this is not <laughs> fair to God. Okay, I'm I'm just being honest. But I think one of the problems in our culture is that we don't we we do a bad job of setting intentional time. And I, probably the best way to do it is to set it on your calendar. Like this time to this time, exclusively belongs to God. Like our whole lives belong to God, right? But but I mean we still have to eat, we still have to work, but there's things that we still have to do. But what I'm saying is that to set to schedule exclusive time, but I'd be a hypocrite if I were to say that I'm doing really well at that. Sure. So, so at least um, something that I think is good that I use, and maybe it's because of the way that I like to learn. Uh, I, I do, like I was mentioning earlier, I will listen to the Bible. I'll go for a walk and you know, try to get a little bit of exercise in mm-hmm. and, and I try to get the scripture in at the same time. Or when I'm, when I'm doing my work here, um, when I'm doing some physical kind of stuff, uh, I will go ahead and, and listen to the Bible or listen to other books, you know, the religious, you know, like spiritual, like uplifting kind of stuff mm-hmm. to where I can kind of spend time with God while I'm working. So I think multitasking is, has helped me um, kind of stay connected with God, like bring him along with me when I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's been beneficial for me, and it's not by choice, it's kind of been forced, <laughs> is um, is margin. Um I, I don't do really well with margin in, in my life in general. And uh, margin, I feel like, is is a discipline, and it's not taught very well. I mean, you think about just our culture. We don't spend within our means. We don't put uh, our schedule and our time within our means. We don't allow opportunities for rest. Um, a lot of our 
um, identity can be found in work ethic and what we're able to accomplish, um, what we're able to put on the table and say, this is what I did today. So I had a good day kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and so I think, um, really intentionally trying to create margin and, um, many of you guys know, but, uh, my wife, Lainey, she has health issues that really prevent us from being able to do a lot of things. Um, uh, she has extreme fatigue sometimes. And so with, with that, we have to intentionally like think and create margin and say no to things that wouldn't, we would normally say yes to just because it sounds fun or, and so it, um, we become a lot more intentional with our schedule, mm-hmm. uh, and, and what we're able to do. And for me, that really helps because then I know that if I don't overbook myself, then I create margin for God to move for God to speak to me, for me to have that time with God. Or if a conversation with somebody comes out of nowhere, that's one thing that we, we see in ministry a lot is that you're just, you're hanging out with people sometimes. And so if that people will come to you with issues or with challenges or with things that they're facing and you don't schedule that, you know, like, Oh, it's so-and-so is going to come to me at four o'clock today and they're going (laughs) to, their life's going to be falling apart. And so like, I'm going to go ahead and uh, like schedule an hour and a half to talk to them. Stop talking about me, Daniel. I know. Sorry. (laughs) And, uh, Michael peers into my office a little bit, you know, let's see the, see the cue ball kind of coming through. Um, but anyways, (laughs) (laughs) it's true. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so I think, uh, really creating that opportunity for margin, and that gives you, I think, really chance to to stop. Like let the let yourself hear from the Holy Spirit. Um, be flexible to allow Him to, because His agenda and His schedule and what He's doing is totally going to be is very easily contrary to ours, and His is better. And so to be able to allow ourselves to be open to that kind of change, I think, is is big. And and then we've been resting. I mean, resting is so important mm-hmm. and, um, it can be misconstrued as lazy and different things like that. But it's, I mean, it's almost like it's something that God instituted. God didn't have to rest on the seventh day, but he did it to set an example, mm. you know, that we need to rest. We need to actually take time to pull away and rest. So that that's been helpful for me is to create that margin and, and be intentional about rest. Yeah. Well, I know me personally, I just have to schedule it. It's one thing I do. I try to get up at five, five every morning and I just put it on my schedule because I feel like if I don't do it first thing, then it won't get done. And one of my favorite scriptures, and I feel like it's something that has helped me uh, to complete our mission and to, to keep us going every day is just in Luke 22, th- uh, verse 39, it says where Jesus went out as usual. His routine, I feel like, was... Mm-hmm every day just to go out and pray and he told his disciples to stay back because i need some time and pray and what i love about that scripture at the end of it it says at that time an angel came to god and strengthened him and i felt like mm-hmm. you know i have to be just like that i have to schedule the time in every day and i feel like that you know i have angels that strengthen me every day and that's what gets me through every day mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah i know being a worship leader for me it, it used to really be worship music i would turn on worship music and just really connect and a lot of times for me now that becomes work because i'm having to learn music and learn chords and lyrics and all that kind of stuff um speak to god and figure out what songs we're supposed to lead for that week so it just it becomes something where i used to just like in my car time i would crank up worship music and i think at times for me it develops almost like a callus with worship music so um yeah so for me sometimes the go-to now has become i can't go to that right now so um yeah, 
so anyway, like I know a lot of, of prayer and getting in the word and things like that are helpful to me. Um, and I just, I've spoken on this before. I try to take my Wednesdays and devote them to time with God with multiple things. For me, one thing being a songwriter, that really causes me to go deep into relationship with God yeah. because I'm having to go into the word for the, for inspiration, but also to just to speak to him and see where he's wanting to lead me and what he wants me to say. So that's helpful. But, um, my wife is a teacher and I have two children that are ages four and seven, almost five and eight now. So in the summertime, they're home every day. So if I try to work from home, I have them there with me all day long. So it's a little <laughs> hard to be like, Hey, hey honey, go take care of the kids for five hours. I'm going to just sit, you know, they're and, screaming and, and yelling. And yeah, yeah. Something yeah. happening. And one's crying. You're like, Oh, I'll just stay holy real quick. Yeah. And- I'm going <laughs> to lock the bedroom door real quick. And yeah, that doesn't work real well. So, uh, <laughs> So anyway, thank you guys for your uh, for your insight on that. Let me throw another thing that. out there yeah. that, that and kind for of other extends people listening it. too. Something that extends what I was talking about earlier. Lucky for me, I have a really short commute. I I Michael I do literally t- lives thirty seconds. I do from two. The I do. I have two jobs. I work here and I and I live like maybe a quarter of a mile from here. And and another thing I do is I teach English as a second language to Chinese kids, which I just go. My commute is from my bedroom to my office in the house. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I don't even have to put on shoes, you know? <laughs> so, so I don't have a long commute, but where we live here in Blanchester, many people have long commutes. Mm-hmm. My last job was a 45 minute drive and that's very common. And, and one thing that, that I think I grew so much over the last couple of years um, w- when I had that commute by listening to audible. Now mm-hmm. audible is, is basically you can, you can buy books and you can listen to books um, on your way to work. I wouldn't suggest getting something too deep because you might get yourself in a wreck. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like you know, some some light reading that that you get to spend time with God. And when I what, the practice that I would I had is on my way to work uh, to kind of wake me up. I would listen to a book on Audible, and on my way home I would listen to the Bible. And if the Bible app, I mean, now a lot of versions of the Bible have free, um, you, know, you know, Audible Bibles. So. I would listen to books on the way to work and listen to the Bible on the way back, and I grew a lot from doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brittany, what are some of the things that you do to kind of stay connected? I think that all of the suggestions, things that you guys have talked about have been wonderful, and I think that definitely the for me, like Bobby said, the, the quiet time in the morning is is key because if I don't do it in the morning, I'm not going to – it's not going to happen the rest of the day. So yeah. it has to be first priority in the morning. Um not that that happens every day. Um, that would be a lie if I said that. Mm. That does not happen every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it is something that that um, that that I like enjoy, and enjoy looking for and looking forward to when I wake up in the morning is having my coffee and and my quiet time. Um, I think that another thing that hasn't been mentioned today that that I like to do and I could do better at, but that I like to do is just in the moment. Um, how many times have you, has someone said, can you please, um, maybe you might receive a message and say, um, would, could you play, please pray for my grandmother? She's sick or, um, you know, uh, you hear about something that's happening and, and so you think, Oh, I'll pray about that during my quiet time. Well, then you forget about it. Mm-hmm. And so why not just take five minutes right then? And you can even set a timer on your phone. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, I'm going to stop right now and take five minutes and I'm going to pray over this need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or for me personally, too, that 
there's a lot of stressful situations that come up in, in ministry, as you all know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so what am I doing um, to process that? What am I doing about that? And I think that um, uh, just saying, okay, you know what, right now I feel really upset or I feel really hurt or I feel really sad or maybe I'm really angry about something that's going on. Um, and so just taking uh, – I'm going to take 15 minutes and instead of, um, you know, looking at Facebook for 15 minutes or something, I'm going to take 15 minutes and I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to lift this up to the Lord. And so just taking those little pieces of time here and there um, – I think it makes a big difference too. And that's really, it's what you said, Michael, is just being connected with him all throughout the day mm-hmm. and just going to him with, with every need that comes up. And throughout the day, I think it helps us to, to stay refreshed mm-hmm. and not get dry. Yeah. You you mentioned Facebook and I, I've pulled away a lot from Facebook, but, mm-hmm. but something that I, that I like to do on that, like when, when people ask for prayer on Facebook, uh-huh. how often do we see, Prayers, prayers, prayers. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, okay? <laughs> but prayers, 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 folding hands, which I saw recently that that might be a hand clap emoji. I don't know, but whatever. Like a high five or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 like it's two hands together. I love how I, I make all these movements, and I'm, uh, we need to we need to video this yeah, stuff. Yeah, let the remodel. You guys have no idea. Get this but, remodeled and do it. <laughs> but um, but no, uh, when someone mentions prayer, sometimes what I do is I do that the pause thing, and sometimes it's not five minutes. Sometimes it's just very quickly, uh-huh. and I just type out my prayer. And I, I like to say, God of the universe, comma, and just pr- write in whatever I'm praying for that person. And I've had lots of private messages from people being like, "Dude, thank you." Mm-hmm. And, and just because we pause and pray, pray, and when and when you when people see that you're actually praying for them, not just like, "I'll pray for you," mm-hmm. it, it goes. First off, you actually pray, so you make that connection with God, and and prayer also helps you connect with people. When people really know that you are faithfully actually praying for them. Another thing that I've done is I'll put a, I'll put a thing on my calendar. Yeah. If someone needs continual prayer, mm-hmm. I'll put it on my calendar to my phone will say, pray for this person. And I'm like, you know what? I'm praying for this person right now because I know every you know, day or every week or whatever I set it for <laughs> because my mind is much. Yeah, you know? mine too. I've actually found it really helpful. Um, there's someone here in our church right now that's sick, that's that's going through something, and um, um, his wife reached out to a lot of people and said, hey, can you pray for him at a certain time of day every day? So I actually have at 1.30 p.m., I have an alarm set for every single day, and it goes off, and I'll take five minutes or so and, and pray for him in that time. So that's really helpful, too. But here comes what we call in our industry a segue. Speaking of prayer... We need to close up. Michael, would you close us up with a prayer as we finish up the podcast today? Sure. That was beautiful, Brent. Thanks. All right. Well, let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for the, the truths that we learn. I thank you for Paul and, and just um, the example that he is, uh, that he, he wasn't selfish and he didn't just pray for himself. He, he prayed for others and and Father, that's our prayer. Is is as we're moving in the church, we're going to start a series here soon about unity and about who we are with with one voice. So, Lord, I ask that you would give us that power and that strength and that unity that Paul's talking about, and help us to reach this community. Lord, as, as the Hibs are are reaching their community, which we've talked earlier, that it's different when you're back in the states. It may not necessarily feel like home anymore. And, and as they're missing their real home, I ask that you'd bless their community and give them unity. Give them the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, Lord, use these two to continue um, to, to preach that gospel and to reach people. But, Lord, we do love you. We thank you for all these things. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael. Also, just make sure uh, that you check out their website. What is it again? Sorry. Yeah. It's www.loveandhopeyouthministry.com. It's kind of long, but... Love and Hope Youth Ministry. Love, Love and Hope Ministry. Youth Love. Ministry. Okay. Yes. Their, uh, their story is amazing. I've gotten the opportunity to get to know them uh, in just uh, just a short, t- short period. I mean, really, since we... It's been about a, a year and a half ago since you guys came and visited the church. And so... Um, yeah, we're just, we've been honored to get to know you guys, pray for you all, and what you guys are doing is, is awesome, and we just want to be, you encourage us so much by your faith and by your, just, uh, you're just a servant of the gospel, like you said, Bobby, thank you. I've got to tell you, people, thank people you. look at trying to, to give different places, and, um, there's a lot of people that abuse things and such, and a lot of people that are arrogant, these two are not, Mm-mm. these are two of the most humble human beings, and Jerry too. Yeah. We, we have been blessed to, to kind of work with some really humble, really beautiful people that, that just, just love the Lord and, and spread the gospel and, and help people. So thank you guys for being who you are. And again, if you're listening and you're thinking about a place to give, this is a great place. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. No, thank, thank you. you guys. And one thing we enjoy about coming to Elevation every time is we generally feel loved when we come here. And we mm-hmm. thank you for that. We, enjoy coming here a lot yeah, yeah. we sometimes we'll be out at a different place we were at a reds game last friday and someone went out of their way to come up to us and say i've seen you at elevation before and we were yes. at the hospital the other day for a test and someone came up to us and said bobby and Brittany," and we don't even remember these people's names but they remember us and it just makes us feel so loved mm-hmm. so thank you yeah, thank you for that that's awesome that's great. Well, guys, thank you for being here with us again today. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule while you're back and um, coming and just sitting down with us for a conversation today. We really appreciate it. Thank you yeah. for having us. Yeah, we hope you guys had a good time. Um, if you're ever in town again, if you ever want to be a part of it while you're in, just let us know because we're always always looking to have people join us for the podcast. So just let us know and we'll get it scheduled. Great. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening again this week. Um, thank you, as always, for joining us. Um, so I'll just wrap up quick and just close with my regular closer. But um, go out this week until we talk to you next Tuesday and just uh, be Jesus to each other. Let the light of God shine through you um, and through the world and uh, just let that do the change. Um, so until we talk to you next week, you guys take care of each other and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.